The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you to continue our conversation pertaining to the U.S. Open. And guys, as far as some of the bets that we would like to make here, for me personally, I always like to go to Data Golf as my resource. You know, they've got some fantastic things there as far as projections, things to think about, course fit, all of that good stuff. And I mentioned this uh, with our conversation with Pam Maldonado, but to me, I think it is a good idea to look at specifically U.S. Open history. Major championship history helps as well, but I think when you do that, you're always going to go back to Brooks Kepka uh, because he just performs that much better at majors uh, than just about everybody else. And to an extent, I think Scotty Scheffler is also part of that conversation, and we'll get to him in a bit. But... I think when you're looking at, say, how data golf uh, comprises its strokes gain numbers, specifically at the U.S. Open, it, that conversation does start with Xander Shoffley. And at 18-1, to 1, I like that value play here. In six U.S. Opens, he's finished in the top 10 every year but last, and that was a T14. His current form, six in strokes gained approach, 38th in strokes gained off the tee is not great, 60th in strokes gained around the green isn't great either, but you may have someone here who's able to put it all together for an event that may be a tad haphazard, but I think all the skills are there for him to do really, really well. And 18 to one, I think is great value, Joe. Yeah, uh, man, I've got a lot of different direction that I want to go. I did the same thing looking at the history of, of U.S. Opens and the best U.S. Open scores since 2017 the the top three is not going to shock you but the rest of that list is where you can really find some value the top three of course Kepka, Shoffley and Scheffler the thing with Shoffley is you're just how are you going to bet it are you going to bet on him to win are you going to bet on him in matchups like there are there are, if we're talking about Xander I there's probably different ways that I would I would uh end up attacking Shoffley if I'm backing him but some of the other names that do pop to me with strong U.S. Open history that I don't hear getting a lot of buzz for various reasons. Some of it because they're not in form right now. Some because it's a live guy and we're not quite sure. It's kind of up in the air. Fourth on that list, best U.S. Open scores is 2017. Fourth is Hideki. Hideki's 50 to 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morikawa, find me someone with better irons. 35 to 1. Have not heard him discussed. At all this week, mm-hmm. um, Patrick Reed is an is ninety for a long shot. I think that's really interesting. But the the guy that I I landed on has just dominated majors, PJ Championship second, seventh at the Masters, fourth at the Open last year. I, I'll throw the players in there. People call it the fifth major, third at the players, and that's Victor Hovland at twenty five to one. 
Um, some have made the argument that this course doesn't set up for him. But, yeah, he's coming off the Memorial win a couple of weeks ago. I, I'm going to go with Vic, and he's got strong U.S. Open history. He's uh, 11th best from what I was looking at. So I, I do like Hovland here. You mentioned Patrick Reed. I mean, I, I guess he could be more of like a long shot sleeper pick to win it outright. Right. But did you look at any like top 20, top 10? Is there any value in those markets with him? Because he's been playing some really good golf and top 20s in mm-hmm. both the Masters and the PGA Championship. Maybe he's worth a look, you know, not not for an outright, but I might consider him top 20, top 10. Yeah, sure. Uh, His top 10 number, you can find plus 600, top 20, plus 250, top 30 is plus money, and plus 155. Wow. So, yeah, if you want to consider that one, uh, yeah, he's obviously a favorite to make the cut there. So those are a couple names that really popped to me. Let me throw something else out, too. There's some names – yeah, they're not popping lately, and that, and that's why you're getting big numbers. But just some names that I'm looking and I'm just staring because I have not seen these numbers at a major next to their name in a long, long time. DJ is 41. Justin Thomas is 50. Is that, Can we come up with a case where it's just – maybe it's just the numbers play? Like, does anybody have any interest in DJ or JT? Because that, man, I I know they're not heading in the right direction right now, but but those are two very talented golfers at a major here. I don't think I'm interested. I don't think I am either. I think JT's kind of burned mm-hmm. me enough times uh, to where recent form is leaving much to be desired. I, DJ actually makes a little bit more sense. I, that could be a bit of a bad. I, I won't take him outright at 50 to one because, you mm-hmm. know, when you're dealing with such small probabilities, I don't know what makes sense there. But if you're giving me a DJ to make the cut or a top 40 finish, something like that, that I would okay. definitely consider pulling the trigger on. A guy that does have really good U.S. Open history as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, that to me matters. And I, you know, I think that matters here because, I mean, yes, you're dealing with undulating fairways and smaller greens and uh, I think some even long par fours where you may have to lay up in a couple of spots. That sounds like a U.S. Open to me. And even if, say, the conditions uh, or, or the course itself, maybe they're not quite like what the golfers are used to seeing on a, a week-to-week, year-to-year basis. But it does suggest that the U.S. Open is really challenging. And that alone leads me to believe that some kind of experience, knowing how to adjust and knowing how to read a course that can be incredibly challenging – I think there's some value there and and maybe you're not hitting all of the shots you want, but I do think that knowledge matters and experience can matter without having too much of it. I I think, I think there's something there for DJ, not, not to win outright, but a responsible Mm -hmm. bet I think is okay. I just thought of a polarizing pick here. Do it. It has to, it's hashtag narrative. With the whole live merging with PGA, Phil Mickelson, top 20, plus 450, oh, riding high off that. I mean, he was T58 at the PGA Championship, so he kind of fell off a cliff after the T, 
T2 at the Masters, but do you think we could meet somewhere in the middle and he's T20? Nope. <laughs> so no can do for you? Okay. Absolutely Is that course not. fit or, or you want nothing to do with betting on and, and cheering on Phil? I think it's just, you know, my pro-live takes. I had to come up with something. Stop. Just okay. Stop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's 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 obnoxious. I actually do have a pro live golfer. I can I, I could definitely get behind here. Uh, so do again, I. Yeah, looking at say, not like fi- uh, not named Phil. <laughs> right, not named Phil, but a live golfer, and it's not yeah. Kapka. I do think that again, using Data Golf's course fit approach. One guy mm-hmm. who does actually fit fairly well here is Bryson DeChambeau. And he surprised mm. a lot of folks at the PGA Championship. And I'm looking at, say, one matchup he has against uh, Matt Fitzpatrick at plus 126. Uh, Bryson to win that matchup or Bryson to make the cut? There may be some value there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ooh, okay. That's not who I was thinking of, but um, I mean, I like you're thinking of Cam Smith, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. But I think what I'm gonna do is maybe the clown uh, bets for for Aaron. (laughs) Oh gosh, Ed's targeting everyone today. Uh, so Cam Smith plus two fifty, top ten. He's one of the best putters. He has great iron play. I mean, I think he's one of the best live players, even though we don't have a lot to go off of. A top 10 isn't asking too much for him. So uh, that's going to be one of my favorite bets. Cam Smith, top 10 plus 250. So uh, have you been looking a lot at um, 2020 results, winged foot, because course similarity there? and, And that's when Bryson ended up winning? Not that one specifically, but definitely as far as, you know, recent form in, in big situations, you know, PGA helps with that. U.S. Open history mm-hmm. in general beyond just 2020 uh, gives gives Bryson a bit of an edge. That, to okay. me, I think matters a little bit. I'm trying to expand the sample size about as largely as I can instead of just focusing on one tournament. Sure. I, I just – I brought that one up because on data golf, of course, similar, similarity scores – that's that's on top and yes, it's yes. somewhat recent right. and yeah so you've got let's see who, who else was up there dj finished sixth that, that year uh tied with Zell, Torres. <laughs> uh, uh patrick reed was actually great in the second round there he had the best mm. score of that second round so that's interesting that, that's an interesting angle there uh with with bryson and then patrick reed and dj i i know they were playing much better there Anybody interested in anything Rory, who does have very strong U.S. Open history? Is this the the time Rory actually does something? I've been fading Rory and off Rory, but 
I don't know. I mean, he, we all know yeah. he's capable of be, you know, what he can do, but he's, his recent he's, form he's been bad. Well, is is it though? Okay, well, his last four U.S. Opens, top ten in all of them. Uh, he was a ninth this weekend, seventh at the Memorial, seventh at the PGA Championship. So uh, there's this perception mm. that he's been stinking it up, but yeah, the you're right. Just guess... otherwise, yeah. I guess because you always I, see him at the top in terms of like shortest odds, and and then, but yeah, I mean, gosh, those finishes are way better than I thought. Yeah, we're treating Roy McElroy like we do the Dallas Cowboys, and I just don't know if that's appropriate <laughs> here. Uh, that's actually fair. I, yeah. Yeah, what a good comp that is. Uh, I'm finding a, a Rom-Rory matchup. Rory's getting even odds versus Rom's minus 128. You know, I like Rom in this tournament. Uh, I may not bet on him, yeah. but, I mean, if it is a coin flip, then I think there's value taking McElroy as the underdog. Okay. That's, yeah, that's an interesting matchup to take a look at. Yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. and, and Pam's matchup, she gave Rom over Scheffler and just because she got it at plus 130. When you get Rom at plus 130 against anyone, you just take it. It's just, it's just one of those things, right? At a course he can win at. I, mean, I don't yeah. know if he will, yeah. but, I mean, if he's got some of the shorter – it, this does lead me into something I think we should get to, and that is how to bet on Scotty Scheffler. I threw out the idea of just taking a top 10 at minus 145 and not thinking about it. Are there perhaps other, perhaps better ways to approach him, Aaron? Gosh, I mean, he's so good. I really didn't do a lot of research on him for this one. I just kind of stayed away because of the number. Um, was looking for some better value, but I don't think you can ever count him out. Uh, I do, I do like Pam's point about the matchup with Rom, but that to me would just simply be a numbers play because you're getting plus money on Rom. But I, right. I, 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 I expect Scotty Scheffler to be in contention here. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, always is. Has he missed the top ten this year? I don't believe he has. His last four tournaments, three. Three, two, five. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Wow. He's a machine. He is a machine. And even though he is changing putters, it's one of those things where all of his other skills overwhelm perhaps the lack of putting. And Joe, we talked about this before. Putting is mm -hmm. the least consistent thing. It's the least predictive thing of all of the phases of golf. And so even if, mm -hmm. say, you're not putting very well, that doesn't tell me as much as far as how you will putt going forward compared with, say, how you're driving the ball or what your approach game looks like. That tends to be more consistent from one tournament to the next, one month to the next. Yeah, and, and, it, and you change your putter on that. It's not working right now. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is something, mental or not, where it could change, change for him. Perhaps. I mean, would you, would you pay the price minus one forty five for a top ten? I see a minus one twenty five, but oh that's, well, that's even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that. just fine. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It, it's gonna be there. And again, 
Yeah, it's a numbers game. Like, it, you know, minus 125, I mean, you're looking at what? Like 60% implied probability. Let's say it's more like 70 to 80% that he finishes in the top 10 because of his recent form. Then that's mm-hmm. value. That's it. Done. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, anybody else uh, with just a few seconds left that stands out to you guys? I, I, I'm, I mentioned everyone, and I'll go over them in lightning bets. But of late, man, I've been thinking about Rory, too. And Rory for a top 10, I wouldn't bet on him to win. But I'm talking top 10 where, you know, we've seen it so many times where Sunday he, he cracks that list. He's plus 150. And with his recent form, that you might want to consider that. For sure. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight, coming up right here on the BetQL Network.